welcome to The Daily Dose, where we are currently walking through an overview of the entire Bible. Join us today as we learn the story of Scripture and see God's redemptive plan through Christ from cover to cover. Let's listen to Matt Reister, Director of Christian Crusaders and the Cedar Falls Bible Conference. Today we're going to finish out Matthew chapter 9, verses 27 through 38. This is three different scenarios that play out. Let's dive into the first one. And as Jesus passed on from there, two blind men followed him, crying aloud, Have mercy on us, son of David. This is the first time, by the way, that Jesus is referred to in Matthew as the son of David. That title is used many times. You remember Matthew is writing to a Jewish audience to convince them that Jesus is the Messiah. And so he would point out, if somebody called him the son of David, this would help them remember that this is consistent with who the Messiah would be. Somebody who would come from the line of David, someone who would come to establish this eternal kingdom, sit on his throne forever. So just another kind of reference point to Jesus as the Messiah, the one who was to come, the one who was prophesied from days gone by. When he entered the house, the blind men came to him and Jesus said to them, do you believe that I am able to do this? They said to him, yes, Lord. And he touched their eyes saying, according to your faith, be it done to you. And their eyes were opened. And Jesus sternly warned them, see that no one knows about it. But they went away and spread his fame through all that district. So at the end of that, we see another example of what we call the messianic secret. Jesus is not wanting to have this proclamation claimed far and wide that Jesus is doing all these miracles. This isn't a false humility. This isn't a trick to actually get them to go and spread it. Jesus is saying this probably for a couple reasons. One is that he doesn't want to be primarily known for his miracle working. The miracles, the signs that he does, do accompany the truth that he teaches to give validity what he's saying, but he doesn't want to be a circus sideshow. He wants to be the one who delivers the message of the kingdom of God, which is far greater than any miracles that he's doing. Also, some scholars would say that Jesus still wants to be kind of under the radar. He knows his day is coming, that there's going to be ultimately a clash with the powers that be, and that it's going to end up with him being put to death. But it's not time for that yet. And so this messianic secret is in effect, so to speak. As you can see in the text, it doesn't really work though, because they go and spread his fame everywhere. Another important thing to point out of this scenario is that Jesus, again, heals these people because of their faith. This is the theme. And this is the theme of the new covenant, that you're no longer saved because of works of righteousness that you do following the laws, going through the religious rituals. You're saved by faith in Christ, the one who actually accomplished righteousness in a way that no man or woman ever could or ever will. So this theme of faith is critical. Going on. As they were going away, behold, a demon-oppressed man who was mute was brought to him. So here's another demon-oppressed. Maybe that's different than demon-possessed. I don't know exactly the differences. But this demon oppression has manifested itself in this guy being mute, being not able to talk. And when the demon had been cast out, the mute man spoke. And the crowds marveled, saying, Never was anything like this seen in Israel. But the Pharisees said, He casts out demons by the prince of demons. This is interesting. The Pharisees, you're kind of picturing them watching from the outside, very skeptical, maybe arms crossed, brows furrowed. Maybe I'm picking that up from movies that I've seen or pictures that I've seen drawn in books. Maybe that's not what it was like, but that's kind of the picture I have in my mind. 
and everyone else is in awe of what Jesus is doing. But the Pharisees say that while these miracles are happening, he is casting out demons. He is doing miracles. He's doing them by the prince of demons. They don't question the supernatural nature of his work, but they're saying the supernatural power to do this is coming from Satan. It's not coming from God. It actually should be very encouraging to our faith that even Jesus' main opponents never questioned whether what he was doing was miraculous or not. They saw with their own eyes that it was. The final scenario in this text. And Jesus went throughout all the cities and villages, teaching in their synagogues and proclaiming the gospel of the kingdom and healing every disease and every affliction. When he saw the crowds, he had compassion for them because they were harassed and helpless like sheep without a shepherd. Then he said to his disciples, The harvest is plentiful, but the laborers are few. Therefore, pray earnestly to the Lord of the harvest to send out laborers into his harvest. So Jesus is having compassion on these people because they look like sheep without a shepherd. Do you remember back in the Old Testament, especially in the prophets, when we were studying that in the Bible overview months ago, that one of the descriptions, one of the judgments that was put on the leaders of Israel is that they were not good shepherds. They did not lead their people well. They did not help them to pursue God, to pursue truth, to pursue godliness and righteous living. They drifted away from the law. They drifted away from the covenant. They worshiped false idols. They took on practices that were ungodly. They were like sheep without a shepherd. Now here comes the good shepherd, the perfect shepherd, Jesus Christ, the Messiah, and he has compassion on them because they were like sheep without a shepherd. Again, this is a connection being drawn to the Old Testament to help the hearers realize that this Jesus is the one who is the solution to the problem that was identified hundreds of years ago by the prophets of God. I want to end this episode by praying just the way that Jesus told his disciples to pray. The harvest is plentiful, but the laborers are few. Friends, there are people in our lives, in this world, who are ready to receive the message of the kingdom of God, the message of grace through faith in Christ. But the laborers to gather that harvest and spread that message are few. Every one of us who's a serious believer should be part of the labor force to go gather the harvest. And we should be praying for more and more to join us all the time. Lord, would you raise up laborers for your kingdom? People who will be faithful to your word, people who will be passionate about the gospel, people who will clearly connect with and communicate and have impact with those are ready to receive the message of the kingdom. Lord, would you use this ministry, even this podcast, even the people listening right now to be your hands and feet, your instruments of salvation to a world that desperately needs to find forgiveness, peace, reconciliation with you. We pray it in Jesus' name. Amen. The Daily Dose is a podcast of Christian Crusaders Radio and Internet Ministry. Please subscribe to this podcast, leave a five-star rating, and prayerfully consider financially supporting our ministry at christiancrusaders.org, where you can also find our weekly 30-minute radio broadcast, which airs on stations around the world, and where you can listen to our Conversations podcast featuring inspiring interviews with interesting Christians. We also want to highlight two ministry partners. First is the Cedar Falls Bible Conference, whose conference videos and schedule of year-round events and activities are available at cedarfallsbibleconference.com. And please consider joining us for their 101st annual conference on Saturday, July 30th through Saturday, August 6th in 2022. Second, if you or someone you know could benefit from an anonymous online Christian mentor, please visit issuesiface.com, which is provided by Power to Change Digital Strategies, our other ministry partner. Thank you for listening, and may God richly bless you.